Who's your trusted source when it comes to your facility questions, concerns, and needs? Ours is Hard True, the world's largest manufacturer of tennis court surfaces, equipment, and accessories for over 90 years. Partner with their trusted team of experts, along with collegiate greats Jamie Loeb, Alex Rybakov, and Dustin Taylor to bring the service provider of over 30 professional events annually to your facility. Whether it's the red clay of the Houston ATP, the green clay courts of the Charleston WTA, or the official hard court of World Team Tennis, Hard True has you covered. If you're looking to build a court, convert a hard court to clay, or simply resurface your hard court, work together with Hard True in their mission to lead the tennis industry by creating better places to play. To learn more about their state-of-the-art surfaces, along with their catalog customizable on-court accessories, check out hardtrue.com or call 877-442-7878 today. That's hardtrue.com or 877-442-7878 today. Welcome to Hey, Great Shot. This is the Great Shot Podcast, a Crack Rackets and Tennis Channel Podcast Network production. My name is Alex Gruskin. Yes, all eyes in the tennis world right now turn to the action in London, the 2021 Wimbledon officially getting underway here on Monday. However, that doesn't mean we here at Crack Rackets turn a blind eye to the rest of the action happening elsewhere in the tennis world. In particular, you listeners know, Mondays here on the Great Shot Podcast mean one thing, ATP Challenger Recap Podcast, our friends Damian Kust and Jakob Bobro breaking down all of the action week in, week out to ensure you Crack Rackets fans remain the most well-informed, the best educated tennis fans in the business. Now on this week's show... There is a Wimbledon slanted theme, but of course, some other challenger news to discuss beforehand. Our friends Damien and Jakob talk about an unexpected title run from young Italian Gianmarco Moroni as he captures a challenger title this week. They also review what they call their awful Wimbledon qualifying picks, although I don't think they did too poorly. They talk about those many Wimbledon qualifiers' chances in the Wimbledon main draw and so much more. It is a fantastic episode that I know all of you listeners are going to enjoy. Of course, before we can get to it, I have to remind all of you that the reason these episodes are made possible day in, day out is because of the support we get from all of you listeners, from our Crack Rackets Patreon family, and of course, from our friends at Turna Tennis. You guys know the deal. It's the best script in the business. You're sick of me saying it, and guess what? I wouldn't have to keep saying it if everyone didn't already use it at this point, but for some reason, some of you like to still use those other brands, and quite frankly, you shouldn't because turn a tennis turn a grip it's the only grip that gets tackier when you sweat it's performance in hot and humid conditions unmatched if it's good enough for the pros it's good enough for you you can join the turn a team by contacting sales at unique sports.com or calling 800-554-3707 you let them know crack racket sent you you can 
not only get college pricing, but you can join that Turner family. And again, they will treat you as such as well. We are so grateful for their continued support. The least we can do, ask you to support them as well. Turner Tennis is the team. Of course, you can contact them, sales at uniquesports.com or call 800-554-3707 with that in mind. Another fantastic ATP Challenger-centric podcast episode for all of you listeners with our friends Damian Kust and Jakob Bobro. Westoff, roll it. Uh, welcome to the next episode of the Challenger Tour podcast, and today we're going to be discussing the the past week on the on the Challenger Tour, and and also obviously what, what's going to happen next. But also we're going to review our, our qualifier picks for Wimbledon. One of us is very happy about it. Well, maybe <laughs> sort of happy. One of us isn't. And then we're also going to do the draft pick uh, of the qualifiers that you that you saw us do at at Rand Garros. Uh, uh, yeah, my, uh, obviously, I'm once again joined by my by my friend Jakub, and uh, here he is. Yeah, here I am. Uh, should we start with Milan? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's the only tournament, so what else are we going to yeah, do? Yeah, we don't really have much of a choice here. Yeah, uh, Milan won by Gianmarco Moroni, um, 6-3-6-2 over top seed Federico Coria. Um, first challenger title for Moroni after losing his first two finals. Um, gets very close to his um, career high ranking, which is 209. He's currently 218 in, in the live rankings, going up 39 spots. And I mean, what a week. Not dropping a set. Very impressive. I did not see this coming. I don't think you did either, as, as evidenced by our predictions. Uh, yeah, what, what did you think of the match? Yeah, yeah. Uh... We th- there was that very weird situation that we talked about that uh, the top seed is 130 ranking spots uh, over over the other guy the, the the second seed Holger Rune, and you know before the final I was so so certain that that actually it was the top seed that's that's gonna win it and I was kind of bummed out because because uh, during the week uh, a couple of people wrote to me that okay Korea is just gonna you know vulture this one like he's he's just <laughs> gonna automatically win it and i was like no 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 there are different contenders the fact that he's ranked 130 places higher is that it doesn't mean that he he just wins it automatically and they didn't believe me but you know here you go and Gianmarco Baroni yeah. is probably a guy that i expected to to win a challenger at some at some point uh but definitely not this one not here because he was he, he wasn't pretty pretty bad form this year i think he only had two two quarterfinals so far uh, definitely an, an upset that uh, over Rune was was something big. He was actually down zero four in the in the second uh, in the first set, and then came back. He didn't even lose a single set all, all, all week, which is very very impressive. Also, he he defeated Duya Dukovic in the in the quarterfinals, who seemed to be catching fire. But as to the final, I mean. F- for the most part, it was such a grind fest early on, and Moroni is obviously a, a player that likes this style. But I also didn't think he could handle it physically, and it was actually Korea that 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 completely broke down at, at the start of set two. He had that one moment where he could have gone back to the to the match, like at uh, was it zero two in the second when he had four break points, 
And after that, he just seemed completely disinterested, which is weird because if it was the Wimbledon first round, I would like say like, okay, he just doesn't want to play on grass. But (laughs) because he well, pretty much chose not to have any warm-ups until Wimbledon, he chose to... It's really weird for me that he was... Well, maybe he was so tired, but he was seemed really unmotivated in that second set in a challenger final. And yeah, I mean, it's it's yeah. it's, it, it's possible that, that he would be tired. Obviously, won a title last week as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, then going all, all the way to the final this weekend, he used to play. Is, is he playing Monday or Tuesday? Do we know? Tuesday. Tuesday. Well, yeah. Still, I mean, has has to travel into the UK and all that stuff. Um, so, I mean, I guess I don't blame him after. Um, losing a set to sort of just <laughs> tank the rest if, if, if that's what he felt like. Um, but yeah, very interesting that Morali Wanda is not on my radar at all. Uh, I'll be sure to to notice him more now, <laughs> now that he's won this. And yeah, you, you mentioned Aydukovic making the quarterfinals, quite impressive as a, as a qualifier. Um, also impressive, Hugo Grenier, which I mean, nobody saw that coming except for me. <laughs> I don't know how, but well done, well done. I, I didn't see it coming. I just looked at the name and I, and I picked it out at that point. But I, I genuinely forgot who I actually picked out. I had to go and listen back. <laughs> I was like, oh, Grenier, that was actually a, a good pick. Yeah, beat Vatutin, uh, Zepieri 7-6 in the third, and then Kristin before losing to, to Korea. Um, yeah, do, do we have anything else that we want to say about Milan? To me, like these sort of challengers, I don't really pay as much attention when they're doing slam qualifying. It's sort of difficult to <laughs> yeah, definitely. Catch up with them in. The first four days, uh, four days was it? Uh, no, the, on the fifth day, there, there were some women matches in, in, in Wimbledon qualities. But the first four days, I definitely wasn't paying that much attention. Um, just watch like a like a match each day at, at, at best I guess but but then then later on in the week uh, I definitely paid it and you know I picked Gasao Eliash and he lost to Korea six to six zero which is very surprising because he yeah. defeated him in Oirash last month so mm. I definitely didn't see that coming. Uh, I was about to ask you if you ever thought, you know, if you if you considered Moroni as someone who was ever going to win a challenger, but since you actually said that he wasn't on your radar, I'm assuming he was not. Uh, no, no. Have... I mean, like I, I I remember talking about Moroni when I started uh, on the podcast. I think I texted you about him. Uh, like losing a set to some very bad players, indeed. Like that. I, 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 I actually have it noted down. Uh, yeah. I, I was going <laughs> yeah. to ask you if, if you remembered <laughs> that we actually talked about Moroni on our first episode. Because yeah, I, I asked you if he was a match fixer on the first episode, I think. So. Exactly, he lost to Bozo Barun. Uh, yes, yeah. because there was that case with Gabashvili, uh, or not. There was some. Yeah, that, there, I think that was around the same time. Maybe not Gabashvili, but there was there was a match that we were discussing, which seemed fixed. Yeah, when Gabashvili lost mm-hmm. a set to that guy, uh, uh, shit, I can't remember. Uh, but but anyhow, yes, he Moroni lost to Bozo Barun, <laughs> uh, whom you then wanted to watch, and it turned out that well, <laughs> horrible, horrible tennis player, really really bad. I have no idea how we lost that match. I, I, if I ever get to interview Gianmarco Moroni, I will ask him about that match. <laughs> I mean, first question, I don't care if he wins the title, I will be in there being like, so he lost to Bojo Barun in, in Split in 2021. Why? <laughs> um, 
Yeah, should we go to match of the week and episode of the week? Uh, sure, yeah. Yeah, uh, my episode of the week, I went for, I mean, it's it's an upset, not really. I mean, ranking-wise, I think it's probably the biggest upset that happened. Uh, Duya Idukovic over Ulysses Blanche, 6361. Uh, obviously, Idukovic was a qualifier. He he is on clay probably a better player than than Blanche, but I was sort of surprised to see him dismiss that easily, 6361. So that's my upset of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you weren't really following uh, Idukovic last year, right? When he he had these, I believe, two challenger no, semis no. in Maya and also in. Uh, one somewhere else i can't remember if it was split or something but i i kind of had him on my radar and i actually picked moroni over idukovic as my upset of the, of the week oh. <laughs> uh, because after this uh, well idukovic plays like you know the, the, this very high intensity attacking game and after i watched him beat blanche and also his first round match uh, also another easy win, six one six two, but I can't remember who it was against. Lens. Uh Yes, Julian Lenz. And when I watched that, I was pretty that certain that Idukovic was just really in form right now, and he was gonna crush Moroni too. And that's who I picked. Actually, when I looked at the bookie, uh, you know, at what the bookie said, Moroni and Idukovic were priced even. Uh, mm. The upset of the week, according to the bookies, was Mirza Basic over Vitko Priva, which is. Quite surprising because Basic was in Al- just was just in Almaty semis, right? Yeah, I mean, plus I mean, Basic was a, a main tour player for yeah. a little while. Uh, he, he's somebody that like more people know about than Bitkop for for sure. So, Definitely. so I mean, it's interesting as as an, as a, as the biggest upset of the week, um, match of the week. I, I think that we have the same one. Holgerune mm-hmm. uh, beating Pedro Kacin. 067676. Um, what an incredible match. What an incredible scoreline. Um, 10-8 in that in that third to tie break as well. What did you think? What did you think? Is it, is it actually your uh, match of the week as well? Or do you have a different one? Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. And also besides the first set, because the first set was obviously not not that great to watch. Uh, I thought it was also you know, the, the the level was was very high throughout in the in sets two and three. Uh, Kachin kind of has that, that 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 little mark of being well what what you would call a choker at this point. I think the 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 match points really were, were played mm-hmm. very tentatively and all so. But but the excitement was amazing. I mean, this was this was this was really a, a fantastic match that came after Wimbledon qualities. So I hope uh, most of the most of the tennis world caught some some of it. I, I mean, it, it it has eleven thousand uh, plays on the on live stream. Oh. So I mean, it looks like a good amount of people watched it. Yeah, I remember I saw some. Uh, some people on Twitter that don't usually comment on on the Challenger Tour. Uh, talking about Kachin Rune, so that that was that was pretty <laughs> cool. Nice. Uh, yeah. I also wanted to give a special mention to one match, ah. uh, which I mentioned last week, and it was Tristan Lamazin playing Andrea Arnaboldi, uh, which is just a very fascinating <laughs> clash of styles, and you know, just from uh, aesthetically pleasing perspective, uh, I really enjoyed it. It was seven five in the in the third for Lamazin. Uh, great that Arnaboldi was still able to to give such a great fight, even though he's not a natural Krakow player, and he's declining pretty rapidly at this point. 
Yeah, I mean, I also wanted to give a quick shout out. We mentioned him last week that Dustin Brown in the doubles reached the final with with Weissborn, uh ultimately lost to to Kopshiva Lehechka. But I mean, they, they beat Valkov Zielinski, so they definitely have some potential as a team. And if if Brown decides to go the doubles route, I think that'd be quite exciting to to watch. Uh, I could bring some more more eyeballs to challenger doubles if he, if he if he wants to do that. So. Um, yeah, do we want to move on to next week, Porto? Yeah, definitely. We've got another Portuguese event, but some of us thought it's, it's still going to be clay. <laughs> but it I, I see Portugal, I, I, assume, I assume clay. I was halfway through making my, make my predictions when I noticed that it's hit hard on Resultina. And, but Resultina said that's wrong, so I was like, oh, it's obviously clay. I'll just go double check on the ATP draw. But no, I was, I was wrong. Apologies to Resultina. Um, so yeah, I had to get a get a different winner, go go through the whole thing <laughs> from from the top because it, yeah, I mean, I was taking some guys out just on the basis of it being on clay, like Peter Polanski. I was like, oh, it's clay. He's never going to win a match. <laughs> so actually, Peter right Polanski is probably never going to win a match with his form. Right? He won like <laughs> nine since the beginning of 2020. So. Uh, yeah, so we have uh, top two seeds, which I'm not sure how, uh, ex- like, I don't think that we can really consider them favorites. Uh, we have Thiago Seboschwild and Prajnesh Guneshwaran. Um, yeah, Guneshwaran, who hasn't, won- I mean, his, his form is terrible. I, I, I don't know if he's actually on a losing streak, but I was going through his results and it's a, it's a lot of L's um, in there. And then Seboschwold has been sort of in this indifferent form. Yeah, Gunnar Svarn hasn't won since April in, in Orlando. Oh, so that's, that's pretty rough. Yeah. Um, yeah, some, some guys that I do consider contenders in here. Um, we've got Tanasi Kokinakis, seven-seeded. Seven I assume your pick since he's in the draw. <laughs> but we'll, we'll talk about that a bit later. Uh, starts against uh, Roberto Marcora, is in that section with, with Gunesvaran. Um, we also have Emilio Gomez, who made the final of, of Little Rock, uh, won, won the second Salinas. So, I mean, he's clearly pretty good on hard courts. And he has, I think, a very weak section. He has Nicola Kuhn, Gastel Eliash on, on uh, hard courts, though. Eastoman is the other seed in his section who, I mean, I've, I've been watching him on clay recently, so I don't know if he has anything left on hard courts or if he just, if he just doesn't have anything left at all. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, I think Nuno Borges um, is somebody that we have to watch out for because it is Portugal. So yeah, what, what what do you think about this draw? Well, I, I'm happy I still ha- still have some surprises left for you because it's not Kokinakis. <laughs> I can tell you I can tell you this for now. Uh, as always, I am very excited about Portuguese wildcards. I don't know what it is. Uh, actually, on we've got as you said, Borges, Elias, and also Goncalo Rivera, who's obviously less exciting, but he was uh, he had a good run uh, recently in the states. Uh, went to the semis. Uh, a very interesting matchup is Stakowski Soeda. They played at Wimbledon in the in the first round uh, at, uh, in the qualies, of course, and Stakowski won that. I'm, I'm curious if if the surface is gonna change the result in this one, which and it's very possible, uh, I believe. 
Uh, one more thing I also wanted to say was that actually, uh, yeah, in, 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 in Challengers, Portugal was always clay, but I remember last year they had like a billion of events on, on hard uh, on the ITF tour. Like oh, they, they were one of the only countries that that actually actually wanted to organize. For example, uh, Beatrice Beatrice Hadatmaya started her comeback there, and she went like twenty seven to two in in six <laughs> Portuguese hardcore events. Oh also, I remember Casper Zuk winning winning one. So yeah, they, they, uh, Borges played a lot of them. And maybe I can just go to to my peak then because you 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 gave a very good description of the draw there. <laughs> Uh, and I am gonna go for Nuno Borges. Uh, I really like his draw. I'm also a, quite a bit afraid that maybe you're, you're gonna go for him too. As I said, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, sh- 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 should I reveal now who I've gone for? Or, I guess maybe I'll, I'll just this? I'll just say uh, one more one more thing about his draw. Uh, as I said, Oliveira is not really that exciting I, uh, on, in doubles, maybe. But then Tabilo Polanski on hard courts is a fantastic draw. The same goes for the, the same goes for the quarter. I mean, he's he, he has a great chance to go to the semis. And if you if you only saw Nuno Borges on on clay for now, uh, some probably some probably only saw him on this surface since he since he played the story and all the all the OA rush challengers then then Borges is a, a hell of a hardcore player too I think um yeah I've not I've, I, I, I Borges going to the final but I've been losing to Emilio Gomez who I've okay. uh, highlighted here as having a pretty easy section um we'll probably have to face Kokinakis in the semis uh whereas Borges I've been facing Chilik Pilik uh, out of that, out of that section, so so it's tougher. But I, yeah, I believe in Gomez <laughs> in in this one. Um, yeah, quite an exciting tournament, I think. Uh, if you're tired of grass court tennis, to <laughs> to go have a look at um, during during the first week of Wimbledon. Yeah, it's um, a shame that it's at the same time, right? Yeah, that's gonna bring our our excitement and also our viewing hours down a lot because you know if I I, I liked it a lot when uh, at the Australian Open challengers were were just at, at a completely different hour than the slam. Mm-hmm. I was just able to watch tennis twenty hours a day and barely sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and here you you know even even if you go even if you sleep just four or five hours then you're not you're not gonna be able to catch everything. So it sucks, mm-hmm. but well. Obviously, we'll we'll do our best and see you know the the most of these events that we, that we can and and the you know enough that we can uh, that we can talk about it later. Uh, yeah. So do we go for to, to Wimbledon qualifying now? Yes. Let's you talk only about came it. here for yeah. If you only came here for the for the ATP Challenger Tour, then you can leave. But as we mentioned before, Wimbledon uh, slam qualities are basically big challenger events. So I think you'll be interested in this one too. We had that qualifier game last week where we picked the the winners. Uh, well, the score is quite lopsided, but to be honest, I I expected to do better. Like no, no, to, not not to have a bigger lead. So, so so did I. Honestly, I mean, I expected yeah, I, to do better <laughs> as well. <laughs> I don't want to peek, peek at you this much, but it kind of goes without saying. Yeah, uh, we have a we have a table here that we're not gonna be able to show you, obviously, because of the form of a podcast. But I got five right, and uh, Jakub got one right. But we're gonna go through yes. through each quarter, uh, like you know, just just say a couple words, or 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 do we just? 
Um, that, that's... Sure, let, let me, I think let we me should, right? Real quick. I think we yeah. should, as we have just one event to talk about this week, then. Yeah, we, we're at like 18 hours of uh, of playtime, so I think we definitely should talk about uh, talk about the draw. So what, what, once you're pulling up, maybe I can take the, the first quarter and then we're kind of... Uh, you know, go back and forth. So in the in the first quarter, we both picked Kamil Maikshak, which I think was the overwhelming pick. If you if you if you just look at Twitter or wherever people put their picks, uh, he obviously lost to Marcelo Thomas Barrios Vera in the quarters. I mean, no one saw this coming. If you if you looked at this quarter and picked Barrios Vera, you're crazy, because he <laughs> he, he had pretty much no experience on on grass whatsoever. He's a clay court specialist. He actually which is something that I'm only realizing now. I didn't even know that. He won five tiebreaks and lost none. So he actually, he he had to win seven sets and won five five in tiebreaks. That's, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but Mike Schack actually uh, was tired. He, he kept saying that he's tired in slightly vulgar words and also <laughs> that, he's, he, that he has a back injury. I, uh, I didn't actually catch most of uh, many of his matches. Uh, like there are three, so how many would they catch? But I mean, I I didn't watch him that much, but I I saw people just writing what he said on on Twitter or something, mm. and that his attitude was terrible throughout the throughout the the run. Yeah, it it always it, it always sucks to be the top seed at a at a slam qualies um, because you, like you just missed out on getting automatically so much money. It has to be such a frustrating situation for for you as as a player and as a person. Anyway, uh, moving on to the second section, I picked Marchenko. Who did you pick here? Uh, I picked right, Mackenzie McDonald. Ah, of course you did. Um, yeah, Marchenko uh, won, the, won the first match at least. Uh, Justino lost to McDonald 4-6 in the third. That's kind of narrowly. Um, yeah, Mackenzie McDonald got given a big scare by Maxime Cressy. Who who seemed to finally put it together on grass, <laughs> uh, but only for two sets before losing to McDonald in five. So we get Mackenzie McDonald, who I completely forgot that he made like a round of sixteen, I think, at Wimbledon before, right? Oh yeah, said that, but that was like yeah. five years ago or more, even right? I, I think it was twenty eighteen. Really? Oh, okay. I then I then I complete oh, yeah 2018. Then I completely forgot about it too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but yes, he was quite the marathon man this, this week because all, all of his matches went so deep. But but well, yeah. I'm glad because he got me the point. Um, <laughs> in the third section, who did we go for? Let me pull up the. Uh, I had Gulbis. Uh, you had Gulbis, and I went for Alexander Vukic. I think these were the <sighs> most popular picks. But that was the section where I said that I wasn't you, you, going you, to trust Nakashima. You literally said that you weren't going to trust Nakashima. Yeah. Nakashima. Yeah. And ended Trotsky's career in the second round and then beat my pick in the in the final round quite and easily. And he beat Gulbis <laughs> so easily. I mean, I, yeah. I wasn't expecting that. After Gulbis just... I mean, obviously, Andre Martin is not a great grass court player, no, but the no. 6-1, 6-2 <laughs> victory was very impressive. And I, I definitely didn't expect Nakashima to just crush him like that. Oh, so I like it because before before the grass season started, I was like, yes, Brandon Nakashima is going to be great. But then when I stopped picking him, <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> hold on, let me just have a look who I went for here. Um, this Marcoro. next one. 
I went for Marcora. Why? <laughs> why? Why would I do that? Uh, I mean, well, one is first round, one is second. One is set against Serendola. Um, did, did did you pick Zhang or who did yes. you pick? Yes, I I, yes. I I did right. I picked right here too as well. Uh, with Zhang, Zhang, yes. Uh, yeah, Zhijin Zhang qualified beating um, Varias first very easily, 6-1, 6-1, then Tabilo in two tie breaks, and then finally Serundolo. I mean, th th this one I think was kind of tough because Zhijin Zhang is just not really a proven quantity, and all of the other ones are clay quarters, essentially, almost all of them. Yeah, that's um, why I went with Zhang, because he was the only, <laughs> only non-clay quarter. And it's actually, it makes Zhang's run slightly less impressive, I think, because I saw someone just saying that Zhang was you know, great in the qualities, but he only played clay quarters. Yeah, so he now has to prove himself uh, in, in the main draw now. Um, this one, this one, I'm sort of, I'm sort of mad about because, <laughs> I mean, the, the guy that I did pick is is in the main draw, but as a lucky loser, unfortunately, <laughs> yes, Atuka, uh, Uchiyama, beat Peniston, beat Sela. To be fair, we got, we got pushed into the third set by both, which I don't think is ideal. Then lost in straights to Otta. Uh, who was your pick here? Ryan Peniston, and I'm actually, yeah. well. That was sort of confirmed to me later by the bookies that it wasn't that such a bad pick because he was a big favorite against Uchiyama, which kind of surpri kind of surprised me. Yeah, and then I mean, then I hoped Dudicella would make it because because you know hmm. it would be a feel good story. But maybe it's also the ending of his career, although he although he hasn't said that. But Otte Otte makes sense. I mean, Otte was a guy that I looked at, and I was like, why is he why is he why, why are his grass court records so bad? <laughs> Because with mm. this serve, with all the weapons, right, he he should be going deep, and that that's cool that he made it. Yes, yeah, and we we love this. We yeah. love the six uh, <laughs> section, right? My, my my only correct uh, pick came came from the section that, that we sort of gushed all over uh, with Kudla, Zhu, Krosol, Karlovic, Safilin, all these guys. We 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 both picked Kudla. Um, and we picked correctly, so good on us. And Kudla got through in a very impressive manner, not losing a set. Uh, even though, like, it's it's a difficult section. His matches they don't seem the most difficult. It was Pellegrino, Juk, and then Gaio, um, who who actually beat Safulin. So that that's quite interesting there. Um, yeah. Juk, Juk was very good against Russell. Uh, I, I actually thought that the win over Juk means something. Juk is still still learning to play on grass, but mm -hmm. he has a very natural profile for this. So, yeah, a great run from Kudla. We, uh, as you said, we expected it. I think it was the qualifier that almost everyone picked, but he, he just confirmed that he is a threat at, on grass still, even if if the season so so far hasn't been that amazing for him. Uh, and in the seventh one, I I think I picked yeah I, I picked correctly again. Yep. <laughs> you went for Lukas Lachko, which I don't think was was that that bad. I mean, I was very positively surprised by Milojevic. Uh, mm -hmm. Like, I definitely didn't expect him to do well on grass. Uh, Martin Klijan finished his career too as well. So that's actually as yeah. uh, what a brutal quarter for you. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, 6162 to, to Zne Kolaj. I mean, I sort of assumed that he just went to pick up a paycheck and that he was just going to go home. Uh, I don't think that, I mean, he, he literally told us that he wasn't going to practice 
for for Wimbledon, um, and he really sort of just gave his all in that Bratislava challenger. So I wasn't surprised whatsoever. To, I, I wish I sort of, so I sort of wished I would have bet on like an under <laughs> in that game yeah. or something. And Ritternach um, really really struggled in his first yeah. round, right? Against Borg, that was that wasn't something we expected. Uh, but nonetheless, he he's a fantastic grass court player, or will be in in a year or two. And, and and it's great that he made it because he can be a really good addition to to Wimbledon. You know, there are, there are some qualifiers who you just know they aren't gonna be great, but we, Rindernech can 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 do very well. Uh, yeah, and then we have one where where I fucked up was it? yeah Fabiano. Fabiano, yeah, and I picked uh, Epiden. So yeah, I mean the, the 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 positive surprise was here. I think Arthur Ferry. I don't think people. Expecting this from him, get, getting so close to qualifying, uh, beat Kunisvaram, beat Epden seven seven five in the third, and then took Greek Sport to uh, to five sets. Greek Sport, for his part, I mean, Fabiano played him very tough. Apparently, seven five in the third, uh, then he just destroyed Mochizuki <laughs> six yeah, six up six forty six minutes, I think. Yeah. Oh Jesus, um, and yeah, and then sort of got. Played very very hard by uh, uh, by Ferry for four sets, but the fifth set six two. I guess I mean Ferry. I don't think he's used to playing five setters. Um, yeah, I need to click through because we're approaching the bottom half. <laughs> yeah, here's Can another go here? good peak of mine, right? Yeah, Benjamin, I think so. Yeah, Benjamin Bonzi, and you did go for Evgeny Donskoy. Yes, I was. Kind of scared, honestly, that this was going to be a quarter that you were going to beat me at. But suddenly, <laughs> Federi- Federico Ferreira Silva turned out to have a great grass court game. And for a while, I even thought he was going to Bonzi. So. Wow. Yeah. Um, the next one, I didn't see this. Uh, Benabe Zapata Miraes uh, taking this one. 6 <laughs> 3. Uh, in the fifth over Matusevic, who, who was my pick? So Mine I, I guess well. that was kind of oh, oh yeah yeah but yeah. both both of was was Matusevic. I guess he impressed us. Um, Matusevic was definitely I, 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 a, trendy, I a trendy pick. I mean, uh, I yeah. saw a lot of people going f- for him because it was simply a weak quarter, provided Tomic didn't show up. But Zapata Miralas is a is a very positive surprise. I mean, his his serve is great. The, the, he has a lot of weapons, so. Theoretically, he can work on well on grass. He he also has a, a challenger win indoors. I don't know, is it Hamburg or or something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Okay. This one, I think I went for Botik van der Zandschulp. Me too. Um. Yeah. Lo- lo- lost in four. He is in. He is actually in the draw as a lucky loser. But yeah, losing to Trungeti, which I I did not I did not see this coming whatsoever. Uh, Marco Trungeti uh, coming out of this one. So yeah, fair enough. I, I think Chelly be like was somebody we mentioned as a potential. Yeah, I definitely but... saw the the second round between Van der Zandtrup and Chelly be like as a as a match to qualify. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought both can beat Trungeti on on grass. Apparently. We we weren't correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this next one I went for Mariusz Kopil, who went out in the second round. I think you went for Jumhur, right? Yeah. yeah, who I mean, Alex Molchano was gave me a lovely surprise. I did not see this coming. I don't think that he has played on grass before, 
ever uh, in, in a pro match. He maybe played Junior Wimbledon at some point. But yeah, first beat Escobedo 8-6 in the third. Then he beat Jumhur in straights, which I did not see coming whatsoever. And he was two sets up on Antoine Huang in the in the final one. So unfortunate for Mochan, but still very positive week again. I mean, he, he just keeps getting closer, which, I mean, at a time when we have Klijan retiring, Latsko leaving, and there's sort of this vacuum of, you know, us only having two guys in like the 80 to 110 range. <laughs> it, it'll be lovely to have Mochan properly break through and make the top 50 or something. Yeah, funny story is that Mochan was actually the, I believe he was the first player to score two sets in his final round of qualifying match. And that was when I suddenly remembered that this is a best of five. <laughs> and I was I was certain that Molchan was the Molchan was actually making it already. Uh, I wasn't the only one because, for example, uh, one of the biggest Polish sport websites, uh, when Mike Shack went down one to two, one set to two, uh, they published an article on him losing to Barrios Vera. Well, <laughs> In, in the end, they weren't they weren't incorrect, but you know, in the in the article, it said that <laughs> that he lost uh, one two. But I, I think it was very clear from the article that the person wasn't watching the match. But I can't mm. blame him re- really at Wimbledon because it wasn't court eleven, it wasn't a streamed one, and it was uh, you know just betting sites. So if someone yeah. is is not really into into betting or doesn't have accounts there, then 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 I, I, I this is something that I can't really blame the the offer for. But he should. He should have knew, known before publishing the article that that it's best of five. Yeah, and then we have uh, oh, that's thirteen five. It was fifteen for already. I think we went both went for Ramanathan here, or didn't we? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, mean, it looked like he was making it again. Yeah, yeah, not a bad pick. Lost eleven nine in the fifth to to Mark Bomans. Um, so yeah, and, and sort of sort of unfortunate for for Ramanathan, who I think that this was like one of our most just emphatic picks where we just like mm-hmm. looked yeah. at this and right away went Ramanathan. The only yeah. real grass court player in this in this qualifier. He did well in you know, in things like Newport before. So yeah, he 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 beat Dominic Team in Antalya that one time. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> oh, was, yeah. I forgot about this, but yes, that was a good match from him too. Although Team was obviously not 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 too interested in, the, in this yeah, one. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> um, this one, yeah, da- Daniel Masur qualifies. I went for Sebastian Ofner. Who did you go Me for? Me too. Ofner oh, as well. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, a b- bit of a surprise for for Masur. Um, his his first ever slam, I think, right? Yep. Yeah. Masur, Barrios Vera, and uh, oh, and someone else. I can't remember now. Um, yeah, second to last section, we had uh, Gregoire Barrer qualify. I had Goyovchik, you had Stachowski, I think. Yeah, right? I had Stachowski, yeah. Yeah, beat Fertangel, beat Stachowski, and beat Jason Jung, so quite quite a good run from him and, and he, he he's qualified a couple of times i think for Wimbledon. yeah he's sort of a, a specialist at qualifying for slams actually <laughs> well he doesn't have to qualify for the french but other than that yeah. he, i think he's made all of his appearances for, for qualifying maybe not all like well, he was in the top 100 at some point right yeah so maybe not all but he made a, a lot of these uh i went for stakowski who i said was was a bit of a bias pick. Uh, I love serving <laughs> volleyers, so. but but he wasn't. He was 
he beat Soeda, he played Pereira relatively close, so I'm not too sorry about this one. I was actually dead certain that you had Christopher O'Connell in this in, in six in the sixteenth section. I don't know why. Uh I was, I, I wish I had. <laughs> I <didn't. yeah. laughs> It was actually until the point that I was, uh, you know, uh, listening to it again and and making the table for us, and that's when I realized you didn't have a Connell, which well maybe made me kind of happy. Uh, I had Bemelmans, <laughs> who I I remember calling him like a Prince of Roehampton or something, and I actually didn't even know how good his Roehampton record was. Like he he he, he qualified four four straight times. And I believe right now it's 24 to 5 or something like that. Oh, wow. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely crazy. And, uh, well, he did it again, sort of. But because for for most of his events this year, he, he didn't bring that form. But I guess I guess the, the decline is going to be just... You know, it's all down here from here, probably. Yeah, I mean, I, I was not confident in O'Connell whatsoever after I saw how Horansky pushed him to 9-7. In the third, which I mean, Horansky, I don't think his game is really made for grass. I, I, I guess his backhand can be effective, but I, I think his forehand is something that you can very much pick on. Um, and yeah, I, I thought Bebomas was a good pick. I went for Braden Schnur. Why? I don't know. I didn't have any picks pre-picked. I was just sort of picking them as I went. Yeah, I think you also said that. Uh, I, I think it was the podcast where I said that I always uh, underestimate Bryden Schnur, and you sort of went went for him in order to. <laughs> Rightly so. I mean, be, beaten by Mahach in the in the second round. Um, all right, so you beat me five to one. Uh, I embarrass myself completely. Next time I will do more prep for <laughs> picking qualifiers. Um, but yeah, should we go to our qualifiers draft where we, where we basically, we uh, we did include the lucky losers in this since there's two of them and we can just have one each or, you know, maybe somebody will, will draft two. Um, but yeah, we're, we're basically, so somebody is going to win the first pick and then we alternate uh, in taking players uh and then basically we get five points if they win around and then one extra point for each set that they win so it's yeah. technically eight points for for a win is what you get last um, time i was completely embarrassed in that game <laughs> uh what was it 48 to 19 i believe yeah i i, yeah. I kind of killed you in that one but i i think that this is going to be much tougher to predict i'm like more I, prepared I, i'm more prepared this time tactically I, I have, uh, last time it was actually, uh, you had a list and I had nothing and I was just picking on the spot. And right now I have a list of players that I pick whenever they're open, then players that, you know, I then pick when open, then some guys that maybe, and then some tactical stuff. So, you know. I, I, ju I just have, I just have one, I just have one big list. So, so we'll see who goes uh better all right so should we do rock paper scissors <laughs> yes of course let me pull up your camera okay uh yeah okay i won ah, again you got me. yeah i yes. start who do i pick then because i have two guys who i want to pick whenever they open who has a better chance okay let me go for mark polmans no right. actually can i can i revert that because no because you know what uh, I, I, I for, so, for some reason, I only thought about like the first round. Mm -hmm. And actually, okay, no, never mind. Let's let's stay with Mark, Mark Polmans. Never mind. Polmans. I, I, I said okay. it. Never mind. Mark Polmans. Okay, <laughs> uh, never mind. 
Well, Muns, yeah, faces Yansu Lu, who's a bit of a walking by at these slimes. He just like he's he's just using up his protected ranking. I think uh, Dmitri Tursuno used to do this a couple of years ago. Yeah. When he's essentially retired, he's just using up his. <laughs> when does his, his protected, protected ranking, ranking ends? Like, I think never. I yeah, mean, Lu, Lu has been using that since at least the beginning of 2020. I remember him playing Dubai, yeah. and even I think he won a set against someone this year. He won a match. He defeated Query at Miami. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I'm kind of scared actually to pick him in order to pick against him because Lou was a quarterfinalist at Wimbledon at one point, right? Yeah, but I think that was a very, very long time ago. So I don't think it need to be... 10 or 11. Yeah. 10, 10, I think. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so my two picks that I'm going for are Christopher O'Connell faces Gael Monfils, who, I mean, he's a bit of a walking by himself. He's the 13th seed, but he, he doesn't win matches anymore. And then he faces Martinez Ortevalia. So I can see an O'Connell third round possibly here, praying. Um, and then I've gone for Artur Rinderknech facing Ota and then Basilishvili or Mari. These were definitely guys that I, that I really wanted to pick up as well. Uh, Rinderneh, I think, has a very good shot at the third round. I mean, Ota is far from an autom automatic win, but against both Basilashvili and Murray, I think he's the favorite. Mm -hmm. Right? Uh, oh. And who, who does he? Who would he have in the third round if he went there? Um, which section is that? Okay, I see it. It's ah, okay. It's Shapovalo, of course, Schreiber, Erber, and Duhar. Very interesting. I mean, uh, maybe we're overestimating him, but uh, I think he can he can really do well here. Uh, but you didn't pick the second guy that I wanted to pick whenever he was open, and that was Denis Kudla. Oh, uh, Davidovich Fokina was injured recently. I know he's a Wimbledon junior champion, but I see Kudla as the favorite in this one. And that's what I want to go for, especially as if Kudla wins this one, you've got uh, Seppi or Joao Souza. And I think Kudla is the favorite again there. Obviously, then there's Djokovic, but you know, for a qualifier, third round would be an amazing anyway. Uh, 16 points or, or 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 more if he would win a set against Djokovic, but probably not. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I had Kudla sort of like like middle of the road here. I I think it yeah ninth in my in my draft board. So interesting pick. Yeah, I kind of hmm. I have a bit of a weird idea, but no, maybe maybe let me just go for Benjamin Bonzi then. Okay. Uh, I can't remember now who he starts against, but I remember it was someone someone easy. Yes, exactly. Bonzi Trunheliti, where where he's obviously the big favorite, so. Um, yeah, okay. Um, next, who am I gonna go for here? <laughs> I'm gonna go for Gregoire Barrer, um, plays Van der Zanschulp, and then I'm going to take Oscar Otta to guarantee myself a win in that match with, with an Indirect. <laughs> Yeah, I thought about taking Otta just to lock that possibility away from you. <laughs> but now I'm going to do something very weird. Well, it's not weird. It's actually one of these tactical points that I wanted to do. And I'm going to take Zhizhen Zhang and Antoine Huang <laughs> because they're playing each other. And I'm also locking up eight points, which was actually a huge chunk of my points at the at, at Ron Garros. So. <laughs> um, all right, so, so, so you've taken... 
uh, you've taken Huang, you've taken Xijin Zhang. Exactly. So this is uh, pick number 10 that I'm going for here. <clears throat> All right, I'm going to take Botik van der Zanschulp. And I'm going to take Brandon Nakashima. So again, locking eight points with with uh, Van der Zandtrup, right? And Nakashima yes. is playing who? Fritz. Ah, Fritz, so, yes. So, so he's playing Fritz. Fritz, I mean, I, I feel like Nakashima, if he plays well, he, he can beat Fritz. And then he has Johnson or Novak. If he beats Fritz, he can beat either of them. Um, I'm just sort of hoping that he can have a real breakthrough here. Yeah. Right? Who are you going for? I'm going to go for a guy who... I am surprised he's still open. I'm going to go for Mackenzie McDonald. I think he has a very good shot against Kachanov yeah. in Kachanov's recent form. And also, I think Wimbledon hasn't been historically great for Kachanov. And then I also, I'm kind of thinking of taking Truheliti in order to lock up eight points, but I feel so confident in Bonzi that I'm actually going to go with Bernabe Zapata Mirage because he's playing Christian Garin. And once again, I think this is, this is, I don't think this is a match that Garin wins in straights. I actually don't know if it's a match that Garin wins at all. Hmm. Okay. All right. So I'm going to take Marco Tungeliti, just in case, you know, Ponzi rips his ankle or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I'm going to take who? Okay, two guys here. Not really confident in either of them. I've got three left, so I had to miss someone. No, no, no. I'm I'm looking at two guys that I'm deciding. Ah, okay. There's something wrong with my counting because I should have more of them left. Because okay, never mind. We we we're gonna see next. No, there, there should be, hold on. There should be four or two because then it doesn't make sense. Because if I start it, I have to stay, I have to stay with one at the very end, right? Mm. Yes, hold on. Where did we mess up? I so have Masur, Uchiyama and Barrios Vera. Yeah, Left. Masur and, and, and uh, Greek Spore. Ah, and Greek sport. Okay, I didn't yes. have him okay. on the list. Okay. Yeah, that, 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 that makes sense. That makes sense. On the list. Uh, uh, yeah, Uchiyama were the two guys. I'm taking Uchiyama. Alcaraz, I mean, never played a pro match on grass before. Uchiyama, more experienced guy. Uh, he's a lucky loser, but let's see what happens. Okay, and who's Greek sport playing? Now I now that's what Zverev. they need to Zverev, oh yes. yes. Because I, I didn't even have him on the list. Okay, so we've got Barrios Vera, Griekspor, and uh and Masur for me, right? I know who Barrios Vera is playing. Uh do I remember who Masur okay, so I have to take Masur, that's that's for sure. Because well Kwon did very well at Eastburn, was it? But I mean that's still a match that he he's definitely not automatically winning. Uh, especially if Masur is as good on grass as he was in the qualies. And then I have the choice between uh, between Barrios Vera and Greek Spore. I mean, Zverev is capable of losing 
point, <laughs> losing uh, sets in early rounds of yeah. slam. But, you know, with Kevin Anderson, there's always the chance that he retires. <laughs> it's actually, uh, <laughs> I think it's realistic to a point where I really should pick Barrios Vera. Even if Anderson is a former runner-up and wins this match so easily if if he's healthy. I don't think he is. Like the chance that he is healthy is is really is really slim, I would say. So I'm gonna go with Barrios Vera. Fair enough. And then I'm with my final pick. I'm taking Talon Greekspore. So um yeah, just to recap, my team is O'Connell, Rinderknecht, Barer, Ota, Van de Zanskulp, Nakashima, Tungeliti, Uchiyama, Greekspore. And mine and is, is Ah, okay, you can, you yeah. can say okay. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, you, you, your team is Polmans, Kudla, Bonzi, Zhang, Huang, McDonald, Zapata Mirajej, um, Masur, and Barrios Vera. So we kind of have 16 points locked up, and, I have, and I've got eight, right, already? Yes. Because yeah. you've got Barrer uh, van der Zandschub, and you've got... Uh, I can't remember. Um, I, have so, I have some players on here. <laughs> uh, Otter you've got right? Or not? Yes. Yeah. 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 So, 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 those are the, the two of mine. You have Zhang and Huang. Yeah, and I've got Zhang Huang. But uh, yeah, I remember after we picked the qualifiers for Rancaros, I remember we said that the teams seem pretty balanced, <laughs> and we all remember what what happened there, uh, forty-eight to nineteen. Uh, no, we're, we're yeah, always I mean, gonna it, remember that, but. I, I think it's all sort of about picking somebody who's going to get you that that third round. That is just such a big factor and such a big advantage. Um, uh, I mean, Alcaraz did give me a third round there. Yeah, but I mean, to be fair, you didn't have anything else. Yeah, <laughs> the other seven players won three sets and it was actually Otte winning two of them. So yeah. But I remember I, I was actually looking for these third rounders and I picked Galan because he seemed like a... Like Maybe not obviously not a lock, but he seemed a big favorite to reach that third round. So yeah, yeah, didn't whatsoever. Not not even set. I don't think he won Galan. Yep, he lost um, to he lost to Gitapaya. So yeah, we're going to be monitoring this throughout the first week, potentially second week if one of our guys gets to the second week. Um, and we'll we'll let you know how this ends up next time. There's no money. Uh, there's is there middle Sunday like the 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 break? At the, because I remember it's not gonna be there, but I don't, I'm not sure if it's 2021 I, or 2022. I think that starts next year. Next year, okay, yeah. Because because so, if if so, then if someone makes the fourth round, then we're gonna have to wait. Well, yeah, doesn't matter. Uh, we're anyhow gonna get back to this, even if if not in in a week, then in two weeks' time. So I guess yeah. that's where we where we finish for today. The the length kind of <laughs> kind of got uh, similar to what we had when we had five events <laughs> to talk about. Talk about that's how exciting Wimbledon Qual is were for us, and that's how exciting obviously Wimbledon is for us as well. Although we don't really talk about this this slam. Uh, on on this podcast, we basically only talk about these these challenger guys making their, uh, you know, we, instead of instead of Mare Basilashvili, we're gonna be watching Otter in tomorrow. Not, that's actually not, <laughs> yeah, that, that that has to be tomorrow because it's Djokovic's half. Uh, so anyhow, thank you thank you for listening, and we're gonna see you next week to talk about Porto, and then we're gonna be previewing like Perugia, Salzburg, and Braunschweig. I think so. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah.
Um, bye. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hope all of you enjoyed another ATP Challenger-centric episode of the Great Shot Podcast from our friends Damian Kust and Yaka Bobro. A huge thank you to the both of them, as always, for their continued work. It is a fantastic episode. I feel like, again, we are it's a coup here at Crack Rackets that we're able to host it under the Great Shot Podcast banner, so shout out to the both of them. Expect to hear from Damian at some point during this Wimbledon on the Mini Break Podcast as well. That's my promise to you listeners. I haven't done a good enough job of getting him in the mix on our other shows and sincerely I, I'm such a fan of this Jakob Damien episode it's the only GSP I listen to every week mostly because my voice isn't on it but I, it's one of my favorites and I appreciate all of you listeners who have embraced it as well I appreciate the continued support and the continued work Damien and Jakob put into each episode but of course a lot of tennis coming around the corner if you've missed any of our Wimbledon preview content you can catch up on it all on our website crackrackets.com of course we'll have podcasts throughout the two podcasts and podcases. Cases on the podcast are called podcases, but we'll have podcasts for all of you. Mini breaks recapping each day's action, GSP aces of the day, making our selections for each day. And then if you are a Patreon subscriber, look out for our match of the day segments where I break down my favorite match each day. Each of those podcasts dropping around 6 to 9 p.m. each and every night. So again, be on the lookout for those on your various podcast feed. If you're not already and you haven't already, please, it helps us with the algorithm. Like, rate, subscribe, review, share with your friends. Of course, if you need the more immediate updates throughout the fortnight, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, we are at Cracked Rackets. You want to message me directly, I am at Great Shot Pod. A shout out, as always, to our super producers, Max Flieger and Daniel Westoff, for the f*** of an editing job they do day in, day out. A shout out, as well, to our friends at Turn of Tennis. Remember, contact sales at uniquesports.com or call 800-554-3707. But with that in mind, for our wonderful hosts, Jakob Bobro, Damian Kust, our super producers, Sligner and Westoff, our friends at Turn of Tennis, and from all of us here at both Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You know what we say. Hey, great shot, and we will see you all later today for the Ace of the Day. Thanks, everyone. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline.